You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. BR&Co is a building resources and construction company that incorporates innovation and technology to the world of building. You're the professionals of the building industry and your single point of contact for all things building. Visit their website at brco.com to explore their recent work like the completion of the Thompson Autism Center for Chalk Children's Hospital in Orange County. BR&Co, building things that matter and proud supporters of the Angel Baseball Foundation. Ah, BR&Co bringing us yet another Madden Monday. The Angel Skipper will be along, and I think he's ready to go right about now. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around your radios because once again, it's a Madden Monday. Hey, Halo Hawks. It's time for Madden Monday with Angels manager Joe Madden and Sports Lodge host Roger Lodge. Um, you, you have to be empathetic and you have to be sincere and you have to have a bit of yeah, the fact that you may have to answer some difficult questions, have difficult conversations with players. Now, I'm there to listen. I love it. Joe Madden joins the Sports Lodge every Monday at 320 and 520 on Angels Radio AMA 30. KLAA. That's right. Mad Mondays proudly presented by BR and Co. Who wants to wish everyone out there all the best during these difficult times. With that said, here he is, three-time manager of the year, two-time World Series champ, and the star of Uncorked. He's Angel Manager Joe Madden. Hello, Joe. Happy Monday. Hey, how you feeling? Okay. Uh, well, I just got off my bike ride about 14 miles, five times up and down the Hunaparo Hill. They're over in uh Long Beach up on the uh, Hippie Yoga Hill was outstanding. 14 miles at one time? Yeah, I just got done. It was good. It was because it wasn't, you know, it was warmer today, not so windy. Um, so when you go into the wind, it's not as horrible. Uh, but the next couple of days are going to be really warm. So I got to take advantage of these next couple of days. Hey, Joe, a couple of weeks ago, there was an article by Mike Giovanna in the L.A. Times where you talked about getting yourself in great shape, getting your exercise mm-hmm. and your sleep. So all that's going well, uh, just the way you like it? Yeah, I, I, uh, this has been my plan this whole time. I mean, once this happened, um, obviously I knew it was in that uh, high-risk category just based on my age. So what do you do to get out of it? You know, how, how do I... Uh, help myself. So my plan has been to get in the best shape I could, lose some weight, um, eat properly, get my sleep. I've done all those things. Like I told you guys, uh, very limited alcohol. I mean, I had one glass of wine a couple of days ago, things like that. And it does, you know, it's incredible what it does for your sleep just to exercise regularly, uh, to really cut back on any kind of alcohol, eat properly. You just sleep better. You feel better. I'm up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. I never done that. Never. Only, only in spring training, and I'm doing it every day now. So to get up at five thirty and six in the morning, what time you go in the bed at night? Uh, like ten or eleven, you know, something like that. I, I still got to get my uh, fix of uh, Seinfeld. Or the, like I'm on the office again right now, and uh, <laughs> Jay loves Jay loves Friends, and. Uh, so there's, there's other things. I mean, I, you know what I wanted to watch is, uh, I know this much is true, the um, Wally Rand piece. I read the book years ago, and uh, what's it, Rockolo, uh, the the actor, he plays both parts. It's, um, it's some pretty uh, heavy critical acclaim. It's a, it's a dark story. It's very difficult at times to watch. But I read it years ago, late 1990s, and I got to watch it. Um, 
it's, uh, it's, uh, it's got, I, I, I've heard that it's done really well because it's a complicated book, but I want to watch it. I think it's on HBO Max right now. Joe, I can't go to bed at night unless I catch 30 minutes of the Andy Griffith show, and then I watch an episode of, of Perry Mason. So mm. is Seinfeld right now, is that your go-to at night? Yeah, it is. I mean, I go through different. Um, it's all either Seinfeld or The Office. I go back and forth uh, where it went out for about a week or 10 days and then go back. On the road, this is, this is without exaggeration. Um, the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years, um, on the road, I take my iPad, click um, up to the Wi-Fi, put my bow speaker behind my uh, iPad, and I fall asleep watching The Office almost, almost every night on the road. That, that, I don't know if that's sick. I don't even know what that is, but it's really <laughs> helpful. And because uh, I like to go to bed, I go to bed thinking about something funny, laughing, good, smiling, nothing dark or heavy. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. That is pretty much what I've done. And do you wake up as happy when, when you do something like that? You, how important is it for you to wake up raring to go in the morning? Really important. Um, and that's, you know, back in the day, you know, you didn't always feel that good in the morning because you inflicted pain on yourself at night. I don't inflict that pain anymore. So I'm able to get up and uh, rock and roll. I like it a lot. I like to be in control of myself when I wake up and, uh, and get after it. Uh, so do the meditation, got that done today. Uh, but I'm into the uh, French press coffee. Got this new Stanley fresh uh, French press 48 ouncer because I got my wife. I got Jay into it now, so I got to make even more. That's the thing in the morning. I mean, the butter, the bulletproof mix, uh, good tune. Sit there, read a little bit. Um, it's a tremendous routine that I've gotten into. Joe, I absolutely love and look forward to our weekly visits here in the Sports Lodge. I love these Madden Mondays. It reminds me. Of about a decade ago, I did the same thing when I was doing morning radio with Pete mm-hmm. Carroll. And Pete Carroll mm-hmm. literally, Joe, literally changed my life mm-hmm. because he would come in six o'clock in the morning, in the morning, fired up, positive, yeah. knew everyone's name in the studio when he showed up. When he left, he'd yeah. go around. He was just such an uplifting, positive guy. Do you try to surround yourself with positive, like your coaching staff? Do you go out of your oh, way yeah. to find positive, you know, uplifting people? Yeah. I mean, that's such a big, that's a, such an important part of the day. Not just for me, but for everybody else, my players, our players. Um, don't you just want to be, like you just described it, you want to be around people like that. Um, sarcasm, negativity, that stuff gets old. Um, I love, I love when people give me a hard time. Um, I do. I love when coaches with good humor, give me a hard time and just don't accept what I say. Love it. Absolutely love it. But I, sarcasm doesn't play that well with me. And, uh, and the fact that you just want to constantly bang on things and be negative and, and walk around with the victim's complex, I have a hard time with that. So I, I'm, on, I'm on board with Pete. I've met him myself. Wonderful man. Love his methods. That's why he's still doing it. He's older than me, I think. And got it. he probably could definitely outrun me in a 60-yard dash. No question. <laughs> We might have to set that up for your charity, a little, maybe a 40 maybe, yard dash. Let me, you let, and... let, me, let me do the bike. Let me ride. I'll brace him on my bike. All right. Hey, before we get to uh, baseball, cutting mm-hmm. down to one glass of wine a week for you, was that difficult? Not at all. I mean, you know what? I, I, I compete with myself. I, um, I, can play, I play games with myself, right down to how much I was eating and how I backed off that. Like any kind of treats, backed off that. I don't. I primarily just drink uh, sparkling waters. I like, you know, coconut sparkling water, lime sparkling water. 
uh, and my coffee in the morning. Otherwise, it's just the water or that. The wine is easy. Everything, I used to dip uh, chewing tobacco for 25 years and decided to quit. So what I did was I started using bounty paper towels, and I put them in my, my lip. Like you see guys put the dip on the bottom lip. I just started doing paper towels for like two weeks, and then I, start, I was able to wean myself off of it. Then eventually, like after three weeks, if I did it, God, I would throw up immediately. So I, I have a, a pretty good method of competing with myself to do things that I want to do that I think is going to benefit me personally. All right, Joe. Now the really big question here. We got a counter offer from the owners today of 76 games. Last week, you gave me a 10 on a scale from 1 to 10 when it comes to a return to play. What number are you giving me today and why? 11. Whoa. <laughs> because we have love to. It. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to play. We're going to play. I mean, this is a posturing. I mean, um, I never expected this to be uh, a quick an easy fix. It's, it's got to be difficult. Um, and it's got to go back and forth. And finally, something's got to be arrived. And I, I don't even know exactly what the 11th hour is. I don't, I don't know what the, that date is that equals the 11th hour. I'm sure they all have, uh, the owners have a, a thought in mind and so do the players. But um, I believe it's going to be uh, rectified. Um, there's going to be more give and take uh, given. Uh, I think both sides know that it's in the best interest of the sport and our and what's going on in our country right now, it's in the best interest of everybody. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be able to, I think, come to the conclusion that down the road, maybe things could be um, made better down the road in a different way. But I, I think it's an 11. We're going to play. I, I can't tell exactly when it's going to start or how many. I think it's going to have to be between 70 and 80 is a good number. I like, I like the 78 is fine. I like 80. I like 81 because it's a halfway point. But I think all those things are going to happen. Do you just want to play as many games as possible? Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, you read and you hear, and, and in the beginning they talked about the potential for the virus to come back in the cold weather. I mean, in the beginning uh, of the virus, you saw the, was it the latitude, longitude latitude where the predominance around the world where the, the, the virus is really striking heavily and those in the colder areas. And, of course, it's going to get back to that like any other the flu that we get. Um, so there's a concern about, I think, the change in the weather and uh, in order to get the games in earlier. So, um I'm, I'm all for it. Get as many as you can in. I like the playoff situation. I think it's it's just so important that we play. Um, and again, it's an opportunity for us to uh, re-embed ourselves in the in the minds and the fabric of uh, American sports fan. And it's it's wide open. There's no competing right now. And I, my big thing is I want to get the kids back on board. I want to get I want to get the information out there to really um, for us to become interesting to, to young people um, and every every. <laughs> component of any city, any urban area, anywhere. I want, I want baseball to be the number one thing that kids want to do. And whatever it takes to do that, like I said before, I'm in. How, how much do you welcome, uh, you know, there's a lot of times before games at Wrigley or even in Tampa when you were there with the Rays, you know, when they bring the kids around and you have the opportunity to spend five minutes with a young kid before a game, how much do you embrace that, Joe? Oh, it's impactful. Uh, I said, I always put myself in that same spot. I mean, I, uh, I could tell you right now, I'm going to go to Connie Mack Stadium, um, right out the front gate, looking for autographs. The Cardinals are in town. Julian Javier was standing up against the wall with their, like, his leg propped up against it. He was injured, but I was begging him for an autograph. I remember Julian Javier, number 25, one of my all-time favorites. I got Tito Francona's autograph. Carl Warwick, he's a, that's how much of a Cardinal fan I was. Steve Carlton is a baby. Bobby, Bobby Tolan. I mean, that made 
I live for those moments. So now I'm the object of the, you know, the kids uh, being able to see me and what it could mean for them. And so we all, we all need to take that stance. And sometimes it gets, becomes burdensome. <clears throat> it's not about the kids. I mean, sometimes the autograph collectors are really uh, bothers. I mean, they interfere with our interaction with the kids. And so we've always tried to set it up where we could almost set up a little stable where the kids could hang out, autograph for them, because you really, I'm telling you, man, the autograph uh, secrets, uh, the, the, the folks that are selling this stuff, make it difficult. They make it very difficult. And, and I'm not concerned about, uh, you know, supporting them in a sense or uh, creating a livelihood for them. My, my concern is to get out of the way of the kids. And the more we could do to get the, uh, put the kids in a situation where we could just get to them, the better off they're going to be and we're going to be at the same time. And by the way, Julian Javier along with Dal Maxville, man, that was one heck of a double play combination back in the day, Joe. Kenny Boyer and Bill White were the other ones. And Mr. McCarthy yeah. was, was behind the plate. Um, Shannon was in right, and he's actually came to third baseman, Floyd and Brock. Um, you know, that you actually realize that Bob Uecker was the backup catcher on that team. <laughs> Bill Gagliano, Jerry Buchek, Eddie Spezia. I've gotten to be good friends with Spezia's dad. Love Eddie Spezio. That's an old race at Eki. Um, all these guys, man, big, big in my life. Man, this is unbelievable. You remind because the <clears> two <throat> greatest baseball historians that I've ever had baseball conversations with, number one is Bob mm-hmm. Costas. Number two, you, this is going to surprise you. Do you know a rock and roll singer by the name of George Thorogood? Oh, yeah, I met George. George is George, huge. unbelievable baseball yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's down in uh, Jacksonville area. Somewhere in Florida, he came over to Tampa Bay, and we spoke for a while. My God. You know what's big, too, is Joan Jett. Joan Jett, she loves, oh, she loves yes. the Orioles. She's an oil freak. She's a little left-hander. She came out of throughout the first pitch one time. She's telling me all about stuff at uh, Old Memorial Park in Camden Yards. She's a real trip. Um, yeah, I love, I love talking to George. Absolutely. Bob, I just did a gig with Bob the other day for our, um, for our foundation the, uh, uh, in regards to COVID-19. We talked about Game 7 of the World Series. Um, I think it was, uh, right, it was sponsored by Cameo. I'm doing things for Cameo now where you uh, they, they pay a couple bucks. A fan made, uh, somebody wants to a message from me to them. And sure. then I just sit and put them, and I've done that. And uh, so Bob and I uh, did this gig a couple nights ago. But he is, he is the, the, the source. He is the source. Love talking to that man. He's out here in California right now. And he and I developed a pretty good relationship. Bob Costas promised me the next time he was in mm-hmm. Southern California, Joe, that he was going to, because he's a big In-N-Out Burger guy. So if you're yeah, telling yeah. me Costas is in town, I'm going to nail him and take him up on that. I'm going to go to In-N-Out with Bob Costas. I'm so glad you brought that up for me. I'm sorry. I spilled the beans, Bob, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> hey, why so much the romance with the grand game of baseball more than the NBA or the NFL. What mm. is it about baseball and the romantic factor with it? Well, I mean, it's, it, well, it's even, it's much older. I mean, it, you know, this goes back into the uh, 1800s into the early 1900s. Um, I think the lore and the tradition of the game itself, um, the fact that I think it's a game for every man. You didn't have to be really big to play it. Um, although there was a time with basketball is the same way and it was, the time of football, but even to this day, Altuve is one of the best players in the game, not very tall. So I think there's an everyman component to it. The numbers, man, the, you know, the statistical information, how it really uh, passes from one generation to the next. A little skewed right now because 
downplaying batting average and RBIs. If the triple crown doesn't have the same impact as maybe that Wentz did when Yastrzemski won it or Frank Robinson, I think it in both leagues. Uh, that was a pretty good deal, man. And we used to pick up the paper. I did every day to see uh, team batting averages and individual batting averages. Who was leading the league and hit it? Uh, it was pretty darn cool. And and the way the game has uh, been compartmentalized now, it kind of taken away from that that part of the romance, which I really hope at some point we're able to recapture that because um, the, the box score and, uh, and the way you look at a stat sheet has changed dramatically. And that was a big part of the allure, I thought, for so many years. But dads passed the grandpops, the dads, the kids, to my grandkids. Um, so I think there's a, a, a real, um, an every man component to it, the fact the numbers really mattered. And then the heroes, the uh, the Babe Roots of, of back in the day, you go to Rogers Hornsby, Honus Wagner, Tycock, you know, all the, all the legendary players of the game. I don't, you just don't hear the, the guys in the other sports spoken of like that, uh, going that far back. Although, brother, listen, NBA in the 60s and the 70s, I'm in. And oh. football players, I am so in. Um, that was my sweet spot, though. That's when I was growing up. But I think the, the fact that baseball, you know, you're talking about the Yankees back in the day, the, the gang, uh, gas house gang with the uh, uh, Cardinals right up to the, the bums, the Dodgers, the, you know, all the difference, the, the way Oakland dominated the 70s, the big red machine, um, it's, it's, it just passed along. And I think, there's a, I think the numbers really lend to the, uh, the uh, allure of the whole thing. Yeah, Dick Williams and Alvin Dark, they don't get their due, man, because you look at those Oakland mm-hmm. A squads, beat the Reds in 72, the Mets in 73, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers in 74. Three straight World Series. I don't think that squad gets enough credit. They were absolutely amazing. So with all this said, Joe, have you had the thought yeah. of, man, it would really be disastrous if they can't get a deal done and we can't get the play? Of course it would. It, it would be. It would be horrible. It's... it's um on so many different levels and right down to the fact that baseball players would use, uh, lose a year of actually playing the game. And who knows if they would retard anyway, in any way, their, their abilities. I, uh, there's so many, there's so many levels to this if we don't play. And, uh, but I also believe this would be one time based on the time that this is occurring, that it'd be a little bit more, uh, less forgivable from the, from the fans perspective. Um, it would be harder to, re- to recapture the base that we've had. And we've been clamoring. Um, we've, been, we've been concerned that there's been a loss of interest. And now you're just going to open that door and, and, and really release the floodgates. Even more people to, to jump on or go to negative time. And you, we just can't permit that. So I believe it's going to happen. Um, the $11 is going to play. I don't know what that means exactly, but it's going to play. We're going to get back out there, hopefully, right around a half season, somewhere in that area. Expand the playoffs will be very cool. And, um, and, then, and, then, and really get it rocking you know, by August, September, you get to see some really good baseball into the playoffs. That's that's what I'm seeing in my mind's eye. Apparently, the players would have to sign an uh, acknowledgement of risk before playing. Do managers have to do mm-hmm. the same? And if so, any hesitation from you, Joe, before signing an acknowledgement of risk? I have not been told that yet, but I'd have no issue doing that. Um, like I said, I mean, I've, I've been trying to take care of myself. I would. Uh, we have tremendous uh, medical. Uh, team on this with the angels and our doctors and i've been present with a lot of them for a while so i would just listen to their advice but i have no uh reticence right now i'm ready to go 
Hey, do you have your office at the Big A all set up and decorated just the way you want it? Not yet. I'm. I mean, first of all, the office will be the smallest one I've ever had. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay and and Chicago. I had some nice offices, man. I had a lot of wall space. There was all kinds of stuff on my walls. Like the one in Tampa Bay, I had a, a poster um, from Yankee Stadium manager's office of Jackie Robinson with the word courage underneath. And they were we were there the last team to play at the old Yankee Stadium was the Rays. So I asked Luca Cruz. I said, Luca, could I buy that from you? because uh, I wanted to put him in my office in uh, Tampa. And he says, no, just take it. It didn't cost me that much. So I got that in store. As an example in storage, I got my, my graduation down from Lafayette College in 2010 when I was got my honorary degree, Doctor of Letters, by the way. Um, I got all this cool stuff. I got jerseys. Uh, Kevin Costner, when the, we changed from the Devil Rays to the Rays, signed on the wall. Football helmets from different guys that have come in the door. Uh, Larry David signed something for me. Good stuff. Bill Belichick sent me a hoodie uh, when we were having trouble getting the hoodie reinstated in Major League Baseball. I was looking for allies. Uh, so it's cool stuff. I got it. It's in storage. I mean, I can't take stuff that I had on the wall from in Tampa to Chicago, and I can't take stuff from the Chicago wall to the Angel wall. So I got to do something new and different. So I'll get that done when I get there. Absolutely fantastic. Love our Madden Mondays with Angel skipper Joe Madden. Hey, who was the last pitcher? You watch throw a bullpen, Joe. Uh, recently, I just um, I watched uh, Shohei and uh, Griffin Canning. I saw them both at the, at the stadium a couple, I think it was 10 days ago. I saw them uh, actually throw at some hitters. Um, really, both are impressive. Both, listen, I'm telling you, man, uh, Canning, Griff, he's this guy. we got to keep this guy well because I'm a big, big fan of this guy. This guy's got... He's got you know 10, 15, 15 game, uh, 15 win stuff. He's got that kind of an arm and show. Sky's the limit. Also, we just got to just got to keep him out there. But really impressive, and they're both very young. They're they're a really huge part of our future. Gonna take it real easy and be real careful with each of those guys. Of course, um, but but I mean the fact that we've had all this downtime, they've been able to ramp it up slowly. So they've gone through like a rehab process as, as well as you possibly can and not have it impact us in a negative way because we haven't been playing. But when they do, when we do come back and we get them out there, we'll have some, we'll definitely have parameters set. Um, but like I said, these guys are, gosh, it's going to be July. And they've been throwing, uh, if they had been going through regular rehab process, they'd be pretty far along regardless of what we, we would permit them to do. Uh, but as I get there, I always include everybody, trainers, um, doctors, and, of course, front office will have a lot to say with it. So I'll put our heads together and try to make the best decision. Hey, Joe, summer vacation is here for a lot of kids already or mm-hmm. at the end of this week for a lot of them. When you were growing up in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, would you guys, would you have all of your fun in Hazleton or did you have to roll into nearby like McAdoo or Berwick to have some fun? Where would you, what was the big thing to do in the summer? Angela Park uh, was an amusement park, um, the swimming pool there. That was, it was a big, big pool. My dad did all the plumbing down under. Barletta's owned it, and uh, we were really good friends, uh, family friends with them. It was packed every day during the summer. Kids, you did that bus was running. It was six miles from Hazleton over to two hills, and you go down the valley there, and actually the home that we have right now is not far from there. Angela Park was huge, so it's pretty much um, Cunningham Drums area, which is right outside of uh Hazleton, and then baseball all over the place. I mean, you said Berwick, um, up to Wooksburg. Um, I played a lot in Scranton. Uh, McAdoo. McAdoo didn't really have that many teams back then. 
um, Shaketown, Shanketown, all these different spots would be my spots in the summertime. So different ballparks and Angela Park were the two. That was the main attraction back then. First baseball poster on your wall as a kid was who? Wow. First baseball. It had to be a Cardinal. Um, (laughs) And, you know, okay, you know what it was? Um, I I think it was Gibson. You know, the sporting news used to have, like, a big full-color picture on on the front page of the sporting news. The sporting news was it. That was it. That's where it began, and that's where it ended. So cutting that picture out, Gibson, and just, because he didn't, didn't have real posters back then. He just cut out stuff and put it up there and sure. taped it to the wall. So I, I, I'm pretty certain it was Bob Gibson's Sporting News cover taped to my wall. Joe Madden, manager of the Angels. I'm going to end my day like I do every day. I'm going to watch a half hour of Barney Fife on the Andy Griffith Show. You're going to watch The Office. So let's end this yep. interview on a light note. Funniest okay. thing that's ever happened to you when you went out to make a pitching change? Oh, uh, well, uh, it was in, it was, I don't know if it's funny, but it was in New York uh, playing the Yankees. And I told Hickey to get up uh, Choke, uh, Randy Choke, because I thought they were going to hit um, Granderson. Um, so uh, here comes Granderson. I go out to the mound. I signal for the left-hander. And I'm waiting on the mound talking to the boys, and all of a sudden I look up, and who's there but Grant Balfour, right-handed. <laughs> and I look at oh, no, I'm yelling at the umpires. No, I said left-handed. And uh, Grant said to me, Mike, there was nobody. I was the only one up. <laughs> so there was no left-hander up. It was just me. Mike, I'm the only one up. So, okay, upper tank. Upper tank homer by Granderson. So, um, um, you know, that's, you know, when the game's over, you know you got to, you know, you got to, Fess up. That's exactly what happened. I didn't say Hickey got it wrong, but he got the wrong guy. We didn't get the right guy up, ended up in the homer. And, you know, you're just talking to guys. You're not looking at the guy runs in from the bullpen. <laughs> then I look up and there's Grant. He's, he's wonderful. And that's what he said. I might. I was the only one warming up. There's no left. Joe, Joe Madden, okay. you're wonderful, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate these Madden Mondays. As always, All thanks right, so much for the time. Our fingers are crossed on a return for baseball, and hopefully by next Monday we're talking about that. Thank you so much, my friend. Same here, brother. You take care, man. Bye. That Joe Madden right there, manager of the Angels. And, man, do I absolutely cherish my Madden Mondays. Thanks for listening to Madden Monday with Angels manager Joe Madden. Tune in every Monday for Madden Monday at 320 and 520 here on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. VR&Co is a building resources and construction company that incorporates innovation and technology to the world of building through the professionals of the building industry and your single point of contact for all things building. Visit their website at brco.com to explore their recent work like the completion of the Thompson Autism Center for Chalk Children's Hospital in Orange County. BR Co., building things that matter and proud supporters of the Angel Baseball Foundation. Absolutely love talking to Angel Manager Joe Madden here each and every Monday in the Sports Lodge. And Madden Mondays proudly presented by BR and Co., who wants to wish everyone good health and safety for every single one of you out there. And to all of the Angels and AMA 30 employees, fans, everyone else out there during these difficult times. They're online at brco.com. That's brco.com. 
Sportsgrid.com. Lots more to get to here in the Sports Lodge on a Madden Monday. Your phone number, if you'd like to check in, 714 714-